0: Hey, what's up, guys? This is Cordell. You're listening to Steeler Nation. Hello, Steeler Nation, and welcome to your Steeler Nation podcast, sponsored by Total Sports Enterprises. I'm your host, G. Stryker, and TJ Watt is returning this week. I am psyched. I hope you guys are psyched, too. I'm sporting my Rod Woodson signed jersey right here. From our great sponsors at Total Sports Enterprises. My favorite jersey, the 94 uh, old throwback jerseys, the 75th anniversary patch on one of these sides. There it is. I'm looking at myself in the weird mirror on this thing, and I always get it wrong. Um, But I am psyched to have TJ Watt back. He's not activated yet. The Steelers are smart about activating people off of IR. They had to activate KZ earlier in the week, otherwise, he'd be lost for the season. And since we were putting. Chris um, Boswell on IR. Then we could. Then we could. Uh, we took him off the roster. We immediately put KZ on there because we still had a couple more days before we had to actually take somebody legitimately off the roster. Which looks like it's probably going to be Jameer Jones, the guy that keeps bouncing on and off our roster the whole time. So we're going to take him off the roster on Saturday. And this is why: when you remove a player on Saturday, everybody has their rosters set for the game. They clear waivers on Sunday when everyone is playing. Monday, the Steelers can go back and pick them up. Throw them right on their practice squad. So then somebody has to poach them to a roster as opposed to poaching them to their practice squad. They're on the ball. That's why they're going to do it this way. TJ will be activated Saturday. Bank on it. And I'm psyched for it. We got KZ back too. I'm super psyched for that. Because this is a guy that was filling in like a rover role. This is a guy that was playing safety, strong safety, and free safety. Coming down to the slot at times. A mini, uh, like a a smaller inside linebacker. This guy can do it all. And I am really happy to have him back on this team. He was making plays in the preseason. He had a high pedigree and was my second favorite safety to, to bring to this team. We ended up bringing back Edmonds. We ended up signing KZ. Of course, I went to Honey Badger, but I was very, very happy to get KZ. And we're going to utilize his talents now, hopefully, for the rest of the year. Stay healthy, my friend. We'd love to have you there. Um, the uh, Unfortunately, um, uh, Jackson that we just picked up, the third, uh, the cornerback has been ruled out this week with a bad back. It kind of hurts us. We were hoping to get him on the ground running. Uh, because we're still kind of banged up at corner. Um, Witherspoon's going to be out for this game as well. So to have Jackson and Witherspoon out kind of hurts. Wallace is back. Sutton's back. Having T.J. Watt back there and getting the pressure on the quarterback is going to make the secondary job a lot easier and take a bit of pressure off of Fitzpatrick as well. Getting some of these extra uh, components back. Hopefully KZ can also help out some of this as well. So we'll watch out for that coming up this upcoming re- weekend. Uh, Malik Reed is questionable. He is out for personal reasons. He's, and it, that leads to him being questionable for the game as well. So that means something big's going on with his life. So prayers to Malik Reed, play, prayers to his family. We don't know what the exact issue is, but it's something big if the Steelers are saying, hey, if you can't make it to the game, uh, we know family is most important, and that's something that the Roonies always live by. Also, it looks like left guard uh, Kevin Dotson's going to be out for this game, so we can expect to see Green come back in. Our former starting center, probably going to be coming in and playing starting left guard this week. Um, Miles Jack and Joby, they're both, they don't have any injury designations. They were banged up all week, but they will play. Super, super psyched for that. Now, New Orleans is banged up like a madman. This is what happened to them after playing the Ravens on Monday night. They have lost their starting center, Eric McCoy, their starting left guard, Andreas Pete. They lost their weak side linebacker, their whale, Pete Warner. They lost their cornerback, Marcus Lattimore. All of them aren't playing, as well as their backup running back, Mark Ingram. They're all out. That's five impact players not playing in this game. Questionable. Defensive end Marcus Davenport, he was limited all week uh, with a leg and calf injury. So I don't know if he's going to be, he's definitely not 100%. He's been limited all week. Strong safety Marcus May, he's been out all week with that abdomen problem. Did not practice on Thursday or Friday, which meant he practiced fully on Wednesday. He injured it this week. Not looking good for him making this game, or even if he does, An abdominal injury is not something you want to play with while it's still injured because it leads to bigger injuries. Um, They're also their backup defensive end to know I can't pronounce his last name. I'm not going to attempt to and their backup cornerback PJ Williams. They are both out sick with an illness and they're listed as questionable. Don't know if it's COVID don't know what it is, but it's important enough to be out with an illness on Friday and be listed as questionable for a game time means it's a bigger illness than what we normally expect to see in the illness category. It doesn't seem like they're even reporting COVID anymore. Just players just don't play. Um, also an interesting note to say, uh, uh, Jarvis Landry is expected to play in this game. We know him well from the Browns uh, and from the Dolphins. He has been limited all week with an ankle. He's not 100%, and this guy's a quick twitch guy. This guy gets open on his pattern running. So, with a bum ankle, I'm not expecting him to be as open as he normally is. Hopefully, that'll help out our secondary as well. And here's the craziest aspect of all these injuries, Steeler Nation. New Orleans, on their entire roster before this week, had only one backup interior offensive lineman, no backup centers on the roster, one backup swing guard. So, they had to bring in new people. So somebody, there's going to be a, a new person coming up um, playing that guard spot. There's going to be a new person that's somebody new to the team playing either guard or center. This week, on a short week, you know guys like like uh, Cam Hayward, guys like Adams are licking their chops. Oak and Joby, Wormley. These guys are ready to go this week. So... What we have now is a long rest for the Steelers, having that big bye week versus the short week of New Orleans Saints. You've got Andy Dalton, who's a statue in the back there, with T.J. Watt returning, sacked five times by the Ravens on Monday night. T.J. and KZ are back. I'm betting hard, hard on the Steelers. Not only to show up this week, but to win and to win outright. This might be our homecoming game this week. This might be the laugher that we get to enjoy this week. Might only get one all season. But I'm looking for it to be this game, Steeler Nation. Bank on it. Now, there's one other thing I want to talk about. It's going a little bit under the radar because the NFL doesn't want to report on this. I live in the D.C. area, so we report on this pretty hard because it affects... The Maryland community, it affects the DC community, and it affects the Virginia community. And I'm talking about the Washington commanders, and they're starting to get hit with the hammer by a lot of these different communities. They now have lawsuits from attorney generals for the state of Virginia, DC, Congress, and the league is still reviewing them with former uh, U.S. Attorney General Mary Jo White. She is still reviewing the commanders and i don't know why they got to if everything's all right but yesterday dc filed a civil consumer protection lawsuit against the washington commanders owner dan snyder the nfl and commissioner roger goodell alleging that all four of them colluded to deceive the dc residents about an investigation into the commander's workspace environment what does it mean it means that the truth is going to come out, possibly, but here's what exactly what the AG had to say. Today's civil complaint filed by the DC. Attorney General against the Washington commanders Dan Snyder, the NFL, and Commissioner Roger Goodell is further evidence of what we've long known that both the commanders and the NFL have engaged in deception and lies designed to conceal the team's decades of sexual harassment and abuse which has impacted not only the victims of the abuse, but also the consumers in the District of Columbia. The filing of this complaint also marks an important step in validating the experiences of the brave women and men who have come forward in achieving for the first time a level of transparency into the scope of this misconduct. For far too long, the NFL has actively concealed wrongdoing by the Washington commanders and has shielded Mr. Snyder from accountability at every turn. The NFL must understand that sexual harassment and abuse cannot be tolerated or concealed. If Commissioner Roger Goodell and the NFL are genuinely committed to protecting their employees, they would also publicly release the findings of the Wilkinson investigation and those findings as a blueprint for creating safer workplaces for the NFL. And then, in all caps, END. This is a big statement for DC, also helps out the investigations of Virginia, also plays into the investigations from Congress. The one running around the NFL isn't as big, but Wilkinson is important to note this was the attorney that the NFL did hire, that they did not release the results of the investigation. Why? Because Dan Snyder, the billionaire, lobbied to get that put under lock and key and gag order, so they could not release that report. Buddy, buddy, billionaire Goodell, sure thing, Raj, let's sweep it under the rug. Did the same damn thing. Now they're getting put to the fire and they're getting hit from all sides. Here's what the NFL had to say on Thursday in reaction to that that tweet, that statement that came out yesterday as well. It rejects the legally unsound and factually baseless allegations made by Attorney General Carl Racine. And the and Vic would vigorously defend itself. The independent investigation into workplace misconduct at the Washington Commanders was thoroughly and comprehensively extended by Beth Wilkinson and, and her law firm, the league said in a statement. Keep in mind. Okay, we'll, we'll continue. Following the completion of the investigation, the NFL made public a summary, summary, not the whole thing, a summary of Miss Wilkins' findings and imposed a record setting fine. Against the club, a fine against billionaires—like they care. We respect the legally uns- unsound and factually baseless. We reject. Sorry, the legally unsound and factually baseless allegations made today by D.C. Attorney General against the NFL and Commissioner Goodell, and will vigorously defend those claims. The commissioner said in a statement on Thursday that they welcome this opportunity to defend the organization. He's a lawyer. He knows how to play the game better than just about anybody in the league. And that's why he's had his job for so long. Over two years ago, Dan and Tanya Snyder acknowledged an unacceptable workplace culture had existed within their organization for several years. And they have apologized many times for allowing it to happen. I'm sorry, the team said. We agree with A.G. Racine on one thing. The public needs to know the truth. Although the lawsuit repeats a lot of innuendo, half truths, and lies, we welcome this opportunity to defend the organization for the first time in the court of law, and to establish once and for all that what is fact and what is fiction. We will issue subpoenas," Reese said. "We will seek testimony under oath. So, what does this mean about you know transparency for the NFL? Who the NFL the shield has always said, "Oh, we want to be transparent about it." they never have been because they have a lawyer in charge. Lawyer Goodell. What this does, bringing this into a court of law, the Wilkinson report, which is under gag order, is not allowed to be out. Once it gets put into public domain in a court of law, it will be open for everyone to read. They won't be able to hide a thing, ladies and gentlemen. So, Lawyers Lisa Banks and Deborah Katz, who represent more than 40 former team employees, said the civil complaint is further evidence of what we've long known. That both the commanders and the NFL have engaged in deception and lies designed to conceal the team's decades of sexual harassment and abuse, which has impacted not only the victims of that abuse, but the consumers of the District of Columbia. The Snyders announced... So... Snyder's are also, last week they hired uh, the Bank of America Securities to look into selling part or all of their investment in the team. Uh, team organizations said they were exploring all options in regard to the organization. Um, this basically comes down to Snyder's already shopping. Goodell's being a lawyer. The S is already hitting the fan right now in D.C. Virginia's getting ready to drop the hammer. Congress is getting ready to drop the hammer. Like NFL, I don't expect them to do anything. Don't know if even Maryland's going to jump into this. They can because the stadium sits in Landover, Maryland. They can be impacted as well. But they're more Baltimore fans. They really don't care. So what this is saying, though, is, okay, Roger and Tanya, Dan and Tanya Snyder, your sorries aren't good enough. The Wilkinson report is going to come out in its entirety, and once it does, it's going to look as bad to the NFL as uh, Ray Rice punching his girlfriend looked inside that elevator once we got that footage. It was only a one-week fine before, two-week fine. Once that footage came out, out for six weeks, didn't end up playing the league again. This is how damning this is going to be to to Goodell. This can mean that not only is Snyder going to be forced out of the league Because if Congress gets involved, that means that they're pushing the antitrust and they say, hey, NFL, you still want your antitrust. You got to vote this guy out. NFL will unanimously unanimously vote him out. There might be one person that'll be like, I'm not going to vote or I'm not going to vote him out. Everybody else will be like, bye, because they're not going to touch their nest eggs. And that extreme amount of profit they made make off of the antitrust. Goodell will be on on board with that as well except for his head is now on the chopping block because he is being named as a co-conspirator in these suits. And they can prove it if they can show that he knew before the information came out, the way the information came out, he's screwed. And then they will have to replace the commissioner as well. And I can't be happier because I can't stand the guy. There's a reason we boo you. Every time you come up to the mic, it's not for fun. We're not doing it as a joke. We hate you, Roger Goodell. You are a piece of crap and you're bad for the fans. We would rather see you out of the league for good. Now it's time for questions from Steeler Nation, sponsored by Manscaped. Get the platinum package, the lawnmower trimmer, the weed whacker ear nose trimmer, ball deodorant, body wash, two in one shampoo and conditioner, boxer briefs, all that in a travel bag. Get it all at manscaped.com. Here we go. And use. Promo code STEALERNATION, all one word, to get 20% off your order and free shipping. Make those balls nice and clean. As clean as my cat keeps herself. Manscaped. They will keep your package as clean as my cat. Manscaped. Go to them, manscaped.com. Get yourself some ball care today. (laughs) First question. Make sure you go over to SteelerNation.com and the football forum. It's free to join. I take all my podcast questions from there. Letos, any chance to see Canada stripped of play calling duties? Fingers crossed, Letos, but he ha- he definitely has to improve. I don't know if they're going to take away his duties yet. If they do, only Sullivan is qualified to do it. Tomlin is not. He's a defensive guy. So we'll have to see. And and Tomlin's been a defensive play caller for years. Just turned that over this year to Austin. Uh, Have you seen improvement the last couple of games? Slightly. uh, The rushing attack and the blocking has slightly gotten better. But they have to get better on third downs. Because right now, you don't know what an offense is until you can keep it going on long drives to see how it moves, how it transforms throughout a game. Right now, we're lucky to get one long drive a game that we've seen. And we understand that, Steeler Nation. But now, moving forward off the bye week, I have high expectations this week. Confluence. Why isn't one of Rudy or Trubisky gone for draft picks from the uh, trading deadline? Well, the problem was it's because we didn't get the trade value that we expected to get out of those players, which meant we'd rather have those players on our team than to get that trade value associated with it. If Rudy leaves this year, we might get a fourth, fifth for him. That's what people are offering for him. We're like, no, we'd rather keep him. He'll go off and be a free agent next year. We'll get a fourth or fifth for him. Trubisky's under contract. He's a former first-round draft pick, second pick in the draft. Sears probably wanted a one or a two for him. For Rudy, we probably wanted a two or three for him. We also have Trubisky lined up for another year, so probably a first-round draft pick was the only thing we would take for Trubisky since we have him on a really nice contract especially if he's a backup. Very affordable, great backup, and I'm happy to have it this way. Uh, next question from Confluence. I give credit to Tom Tomlin for switching cornerbacks covering Brown after three touchdowns, but why did the adjustment happen only after the third touchdown? Does he really learn slowly in game? Well, the problem is, is not like why it wasn't made sooner, I guess? Adjustment, like big adjustments in a game are usually made at halftime. Problem was, A.J. Brown scored three touchdowns in the first half. Didn't get any in the second half. You know, hindsight makes you want to think it would have been better, but that's usually when big adjustments are made or at the half. And to give, give A.J. credit, guys, he's a hell of a receiver. He was worth that investment that the Eagles got to get him, and he was very well covered on two of those three touchdowns. He was the difference on two of those three touchdowns and the reason why they got 14 of those 21 points. Uh, Paul G, do you think we have to suffer Hugh Jackson type seasons before coaching changes are considered? Well, he was with the Cleveland Browns for about three years. Um, I think he was like three thirty-six and one in his three seasons. So we're at two wins currently. We're one win away from matching his win total for the rest of the season. I think not only we're going to do that, but we're going to have a better record than Hugh had. This year, as he did in his three combined years, as far as for win totals. Um, but so, I mean, I would take a low draft pick this season if we end up tanking. I understand, uh, you know, I'm, I've got higher expectations with TJ coming back, the defense getting back and healthy. Um, but I would not suffer it for two seasons. If it's an issue the first season, you got to get, you got to make changes. The changes aren't made. It's on Tomlin for the next year. I'm not throwing out Tomlin yet. No way. Slash deal. Did you like both moves? Trades the front office made. Well, yes and no. Um, absolutely loved picking up uh WJ3. Um great cornerback. It's a guy we had targeted. Absolutely loved him. Uh it cost us nothing. A conditional sixth round trade for a seventh round trade, three drafts from now. Three. We're not even thinking that far in advance. We're gonna have a whole new roster by then. <laughs> That's when the trade was made. Awesome, awesome trade. I hope he gets on the field. I'd like him to be on the field. So that's the downside of it, him being injured still. Now with Claypool, that's a little tougher for me. Like getting rid of Claypool, to me, guts the offensive wide receiver intensity in that room. Absolutely guts it. I love the way he was playing. He was working hard for every catch. Um, I like that we got a high second for him. That looks like it's going to be a higher draft pick than what we got him for. Uh, because that's higher than we would have gotten as compensation of him leaving in free agency. I think we would have been lucky to get third round compensation for him. I don't think he would have garnered like a super high contract on the open market. I think he would have garnered probably more of a fourth or fifth pick, probably a closer to a fourth, but we definitely got a second for him. That was the trade-off. That is what you get for a guy that's going out the door at the end of the season. Like the pick. He's going to Chicago. I hope he does well. But I just hope they don't win any games because that means a better draft pick for the Steelers. Keeper against that Chicago team there, Steeler Nation. Blitz! Will TJ make big enough impact on defense to make us competitive? Well, I think we're gonna see like a night and day difference, honestly, with TJ Watt returning to this team. Like as soon as he puts his hand down to rush the passer, passer, it's gonna be a completely different defense. Um, it helps out everybody, like High Smith, who are who's already playing at a high level. Will now be single covered on his side as well as Hayward. The secondary now will have less time to have to defend the football, um, and because all, all the attention is going to be on TJ Watt. And if it's not, he's going to be smashing him for three sacks in the first half. This guy, the Watts are just insane. Um, but they're going to feast on this team. Just, just remember what happened in Cincy when we were getting all that pressure on Burrow, who's a legit Super Bowl quarterback. We're going up against. Andy Dalton, who is now a statue, this is a great matchup. I love Watt coming back for this game. Uh, other question here from Blitz. Who is gone on the coaching staff next year? Well, obviously Canada will be gone if he does not improve. Um, and, that, and in line with that, if he's out, offensive line coach may also be out, and the running backs coach could lead as well. I like what we're doing with the wide receiver coach with, with – um, who is that, Ingram? Um, and, uh, tight ends coach is doing a good job. Cooley, man, how many draft picks should the Steelers use on offensive line next year? Is all of them too many? (laughs) I love that, Cooley. Uh, First, congrats on us finally getting WJ3. I know our resident Houston Cougar is beaming about that trade, but as for picking all offensive linemen, we definitely need a new center and a new left tackle, period, period. We got them in one draft. (laughs) <laughs> two years ago we're gonna have to reset him again. other guys will hopefully be good backups or swing over and play right tackle there for more. He's good enough, I think he could do it. uh, but we still need an outside corner. We'll still need a strong safety with Edmonds being leaving again this year. uh we'll still need an inside linebacker with Bush being out the door and could improve at slot corner uh, because our slot corner cornerback is not a playmaker unless we move Sutton back down to slot and we have another outside corner that ends up picking up where you know, Sutton's can still play outside corner, but I think he can be more impactful at slot. Paul G, are we drafting at slots one to five, five to 10 or 10 plus next year? Well, it could be 17 to 22 if we go on a tear here and win our next 10 games. But normally where we draft, um, if we go on a run, but if you're asking me, um, oh, is there a bracket in which we trade down? Yes, definitely. If we end up in the top five, there are three quarterbacks that could go top five this year. Steelers are not going to draft a quarterback. We got our quarterback last year. We are all in on picking. Is that right? Is it wrong? I don't know. But what that means is if we're in the top five, you've got a lot of teams that want a jockey to get into that top five to get one of their three guys. It's going to be insane. It's going to be a lot like Ben Roethlisberger's draft, Uh, even though they didn't all go in the top five and Ben was just out of the top 10. That top between Rivers and Manning was a big deal. Absolute big deal. Uh, And that created a lot of draft picks for San Diego, for them trading Manning then over to New England and getting Rivers on their side. It worked out for everybody in the long run. Um, And I expect the same thing out of the Steelers. Steelers can slide back three spots, bank another first rounder in a future draft. Like that's how high those picks are worth. Just a couple slots. You can get a first rounder in the next and maybe a a late round pick in the current draft. That's the type like we don't have a fifth or a sixth this year. Maybe we'll slot those in. Get us a first round for next year. We'll take your fifth this year. Boom. That's probably how we're going to work these trades. That's the way Omar will be smart about it to tell you the truth. And I'm looking forward to it. But if you're still in the top 10, you move back a couple slots out of the top five, we can still address an excellent defender who's out of the box, ready to play, whether it be an edge player, whether it be a defenseman liner, whether it be a cover corner, or an excellent safety if one's available. Otherwise, we could get a bookend line a left tackle for the next decade. Uh, San Diego Steeler, would you shave your beard if we win out? Oh, I love this. Okay, I'll tell you what. I'll stop shaving. I've already kind of stopped shaving. It's getting a little bushy now. I'll stop shaving now through the end of the season. If we win out, I will shave my beard live on a vidcast. Yes, I'll take that bet just for fun, San Diego Steeler, because it would be fun. So hopefully we win out so I could be beardless. (laughs) But until then, by the end of the season, I'll be looking like Kiesel. And if we're going deep into the playoffs, I'll be really looking like Kiesel. Uh, guys, are you going to the New Orleans game this week? If you are, be sure to check out the Steeler Nation-sponsored Terrible Tailgate down there in Lot 5A. It's Caddy Corner from the closest corner of PNC Park to Acrisure Stadium. And it's right there on that corner of the parking lot. So super easy. Walk in. 40 bucks, All you can eat and drink. Let me pop this up, too, to help out. ha, <laughs> ha we're also doing it starts at 8 a.m we're doing a raffle for a signed minka fitzpatrick color rush jersey thank you very much to our sponsors again total sports enterprises for sponsoring that jersey for the tail t- terrible tailgate as well so come on over have a neat have a drink chat with me a bit P- please come over and introduce yourselves always happy to meet fellow steeler fans at these fun events Guys, be sure to check out our main sponsor, Total Sports Enterprises, at TSCShop.com. And follow them on Twitter at Total Sports E N T, where they're always giving out free jerseys. Always. They're always giving out free things during games. Smartest thing to find. We got plenty of friends at Steeler Nation that have already won jerseys and great items from Terrible, from <laughs> Terrible. Total Sports Enterprises. Uh, be sure to check out the vidcast this Tuesday coming up at 7 p.m. Live. Uh, We take the questions live from there. If you are subscribed to our YouTube channel, you get to know exactly when it's happening. We've got YouTube people listening to the podcast now. As I record it, unfortunately, we're not taking live action tonight because we do live on the Tuesday vidcasts, but youtube.com slash Steeler Nation, subscribe, and you get to see the podcast before anyone else does. Read our great Pittsburgh Steeler-focused articles at SteelerNation.com. Tweet us at Steeler Nation, Instagram and Facebook at SteelerNation.com. Follow the podcast on Twitter at underscore SN Podcast before Elon Musk ruins it, or on Instagram, Steeler Nation Podcast, or follow your host, Steeler Nation Striker at SN Striker on the gram, on the tweets, on the tickety talks. I might post there. <laughs> I'll be at the game today, this weekend, guys. I hope you are as well. Um. So thanks for joining us again for another great Steeler Nation podcast sponsored by Total Sports Enterprises. I'm your host, G-Striker, rooting along with you as always. Go Steelers!